dad bod rap pod every so often all the pieces come together in the dad bod universe and we land uh really the perfect artist for our whole aesthetic and somebody that we've admired for quite a long time um it is not me but my name is <laughs> <laughs> damone carter aka dim one i am joined by uh, Grandmaster print shirt, Nate LeBlanc. Hello, friends. <laughs> and we are also joined... I'm not wearing a Prince shirt. <laughs> oh, like Prince. A blouse. Prince. Yeah. It is a print. It's, it's a gingham, technically. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but you in a print shirt, let's not let's not rule that out. Uh, also here with uh, It Must Be Spring, because I'm in short sleeves again, Mr. David Ma. Yo, it's really good to be here. Really excited for uh, today's show. Booker D. Thank yeah. you, sirs. Killing Thank the you. Game. Thank yeah, you, sirs. man. Uh, whenever you guys kind of were like, wow, how'd they land them? It's not me or Nate. Just, <laughs> just know that. <laughs> I know well, sometimes you just hear Dave breathing lightly in the background, <laughs> but uh, that's actually in my notes. Breathe. <laughs> so <laughs> it, it's, it's what is it? Gum, take keys off belt. <laughs> totally. Don't forget to breathe. What is it? Dave SMR? Anyone? Anyone? Um, good one. Good one. Hello. That was, a, that was a me joke. <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, you clicked this so you know who the freaking guest is. But um, I guess sometimes I wish they didn't. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't like, know if there's some podcast you guys technology we can get on that they're like, oh, who's it going to be? The first 20 some odd episodes, we used to do this whole song and dance about, totally. about like hiding who the, like teasing it in this way. And then yes. one day I was looking, I was like, wait a minute. Yeah. It says right there. <laughs> one, no one was listening. <laughs> Two, it was on the fucking thing. <laughs> we were um, the only streams. Yeah. Three streams. <laughs> over and over and over and over. Um, but the podcast has grown as such that now um, legendary rappers return our phone calls. And today is one of those days we are fortunate enough to talk to Slug from Atmosphere. Um, you know, one of those rappers who really has transcended time. I was trying to, on the way over, I was trying to think about who his NBA, uh, his NBA equivalent would be. Like, cause now he's like evidence. Like I say with evidence, right, right. he's in his third decade. So is he Vince Carter? I was just going to say. Yeah, potentially. He just go for a long career guy. He, uh, maybe yeah. he's Dirk. Ah. Dirk with the one leg and he's still been, has it. <laughs> yeah. Doing that shot yeah. for, 20-something years and had his time works. where he was right. an MVP, and now yeah. he's like, but but at the, the end of, not at the end, he sounds like he's got a long way to go here, but he's had an amazing amount of longevity and success in a small market. Right. Yeah, that's right. Small market team. Uh, I was going to jab him with some Timberwolves jokes, but <laughs> the thing was going so well, I didn't want to go there. Um, but yeah, just uh, an amazingly personable uh, guy, the energy that you feel on the records really just came through in the conversation. 100%. It's like he's rapping to Lucy or something again, mm -hmm. you totally. know, and it's so, uh, you know, emotive it, it's, and it's, insightful. It's stupid and I should be used to it by now, but I'm like, that's that voice. Totally. That's him. You're talking right. to me. Yeah. I've heard it on record so many times. Totally. Uh, he has a very distinctive voice and cadence. Even. Right. So but I, but I not, not all rappers we talk to, you don't necessarily... Uh, get the charisma of their records right. from talking to them. Totally. I mean, I'm always it's fairly rare. I would say, yeah, actually, yeah. So most of the time, yeah. a rap is a uh, you're you're performing a rap, and so to talk to somebody who I go, oh, now I see, now right. I see how right. you could have made right. all those records. Totally, how you've been able to remain yourself through all this, right. all these years. It's he's, so natural. He's yeah. both an everyman and someone with so, a lot to say. And yeah, I think right. that, that is the kind of defining feature of his like 
per career totally, to this point. Totally. And Rap you know, game like, Woody Guthrie. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> but you know, and like, um, and also, you know, what, one thing that emerges is that he's like such a student of hip hop too. Yeah. You know I what love I mean? That. Yeah, yes. totally. And he talks and he says we and us. Right. And yeah. he's referring to Melly Mel and KRS and stuff, right. and it's right. so relatable. Yeah. And you'll hear, and you'll also hear that in this upcoming conversation. Yeah, it, it was just it was such a, a pleasure and an honor to uh, to be able to chop it up and um, with somebody who's really the if there was a dad bod you know Mount Rushmore like we would <laughs> we would have to we had, slug would definitely be up there a uh, shout out to Ant we talked to Ant yeah in um in season one and that was that for was a us, big get for us that at was that a time. huge get and that he, was dope he was also super personable and and talked about a lot of um the atmosphere backstory. So um, definitely listen to this upcoming interview, but I encourage Maybe you. Maybe I'll try to remaster that one and put it back up because uh, it, that was in the analog mixing board days. <laughs> and it, I don't know if you remember this. It was like the it's hottest like, day of the and, year. And we were at my house. Oh, yeah. right, we were yeah, in like right. a glassed in like rumpus room kind of situation. Absolutely. It, we were sticking to the chairs. I remember I was it wearing was a the... Bushwick Bill shirt and it was wet. <laughs> 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 For real. Wet Just t-shirt contest. Bushwick William. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Yes, episode twenty-seven has its issues, but I do. It think, was so dope to talk. Yeah, to Yeah, it was though. so dope to yeah, talk to yeah. Ant, and um, and now I feel like we're kind of completing the circle here, uh, with our upcoming interview with Slug. All right, uh, Dad Bod Rap Pod back again. We have uh, an interview with a rapper that we've been wanting to talk to for a really long time. Um, he's really a road warrior in this shit, has been around for a while, it has many dope releases. We want to welcome to the program Slug. How's it going, man? Hey, how are you? Slug. So, are your, your listeners actually know who i am or is this one of those things where like they're like oh okay here's another fucker that we've never heard of <laughs> we say they, they very much know who you are no our yeah. listeners okay, definitely okay. although we do have those fuckers too that come on the show <laughs> okay, okay. but i would that, that helps me contextualize like what we're doing here yeah so, um, absolutely we had evidence on a couple of weeks ago that was a really big episode for us so i i think like if they they know one they should know the other and yeah i think that's a similar realm you know, I would actually argue that uh, evidence, because okay, our career trajectories have been kind of different and, and 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 actually like super interesting, like when you compare them. And his his version of underground is probably is it's a different type of better oh, known, sure. right? Than, oh, you would uh, say than, better than, known. Than, yeah, even better oh. known than atmosphere, just because of it's like here you got two people who, you know. Uh, we're, we're really great friends and yeah. we've been aware of each other for even longer than we've been friends, you know, obviously, sure. but uh, we've been, we've, 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 we've dodged and ducked and, and hidden in different circles of this industry. So it's like, we never really occupied the same space until our Venn diagrams intersected here, both in, in the later stages of our careers. You know what I'm saying? Mm, yeah, but like definitely. in, in in the also, earlier stages, it's very, very, you know, he was he was in circles with like Kanye, 
know yeah, what I mean? Like, time. Right. And you have a song called yeah. Kanye West. So <laughs> I'm saying, dude, like now you, now you see where I am coming at this from. Like I'm I'm trying to I'm going to make this work. <laughs> no, totally. And I think a, a great line of connection there with both you and Evidence is you are the two underground rappers who women actually know about. And so so there's yeah, there's definitely a some lines of connection. Uh, we we know you're in the car. Are you in uh, the hometown right now? I am. I'm in Minneapolis. That's dope. So let us let our listeners know what are the best atmosphere releases to listen to while quarantined. <laughs> if you got to do two Wait, weeks what? in the crib, like what are your what are your top albums that you you would recommend to listeners? Fuck with. Um, to listeners who have never heard us before. Um, or say, let's say you've never heard of us, but you've heard our name, right? right. You just uh-huh. you never checked it because you were like, I'm not checking that nerd rap crap, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, I would probably push you towards. Uh, you can't imagine how much fun we're having. Okay. Okay. As a as a full album, because I feel like that was one of the ones where me and Anthony, um, both of us really wore our age on our sleeve we wore our influences and our inspirations intentionally we wore a lot of this stuff on our sleeve musically and that on that particular album uh as as uh maybe you know we 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 were unknowingly um pushing back against our own you know personal insecurities of where we were getting pigeonholed mm. you know it was it, it was like you know i mean i grew up on the same music that that all of my contemporaries did but i kept getting pushed over to the side in this like alternative rap box right and and even though you know face value i didn't care i don't care where people want to put me whatever whatever but you know when you dig below the surface you can start to tap into the real insecurities which was like yo why don't i get seen in the same category as as some of my heroes you know what i'm saying and so it's like and so i think in a weird way I really came at that album just really trying to wrap my ass off. Okay, okay. Um, and and Anthony, who, you know, I can't speak for him, but I can only imagine has his own his own version of that same type of issue back at that time specifically. You know, because this was on the heels of God Loves Ugly Seven's Travels, and that was mm, the stuff right. that separated us from the pack. Right. And but but they didn't separate us from the pack in the in the in the in, in, in a way of saying, hey, we're better than the pack, or we're sexier than the pack it was like no we're weird we're, we're weirdos. <laughs> and it, it was it was crazy because i had homies that were significantly weirder <laughs> you know what i mean like right and so i was like man like the, the music i'm making felt straightforward i was just doing my version of guru you know what i'm saying right. it's like right. oh. but but totally. nobody want nobody saw that uh and so i do think that record particularly not that that was the intention it's just that that was the times for us at that time i think we both kind of dealt with our insecurities and our issues and what it what it did is it just really pushed us to make a a very boom baptastic kind of an album yeah. and i don't necessarily think that it's a better album than any of the other ones but i do think it's a good doorway for 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 a rap fan who maybe never really bothered to fuck with us uh beyond that i would probably say uh check out the southsiders record for very similar reasons actually okay um because when we made southsiders once again i think we were pushing back against 
uh, against maybe being uh, insecure about how people saw that we'd been working with a live band for the last, you know, mm-hmm. the last six, six, six or seven years prior mm-hmm. to that. You know what I'm saying? And because after you can't imagine, I think we were both pretty maybe uh, maybe we, we became aware of how we reacted to our insecurities. And maybe I felt a little childish for even having those insecurities. And so then I, I pushed harder into writing more stories, <laughs> fucking with fucking with more lives. It was almost like, okay, I went and made my boom back record and now I got to fucking do something different. Right. And so I went, I went the other direction again. And I think that once, once we got around to 2013, when I was making Southsiders here, I, I, again, I went heavier on, you know, just really trying to rhyme my ass off. And I think Ant had his own version, you know, so it's just a cycle of repeating yourself. Like you get comfortable and then you go, holy shit, I'm too comfortable with this. So I got to, I got to change it. You know what I mean? Like, dope, dope. and I think that those tend to be my favorite albums by us. The ones that are reacting to the comfort. Uh, And and, and in a weird way, you know, I kind of need that too so that I can validate what I'm doing enough to continue doing it and continue doing it, you know, because it's like, why, why, you know, like, like when I think about all the groups that I came up with in the 12 inch nineties, mm. uh, out of the, out of that fat beats. Cause I was part of that fat beats mm-hmm. kind of, uh, movement. Sure. A lot of, a lot of my homies are not still putting out records. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, and, and, and so when I really do think of the ones that are one of the main things that I see inside of, their music is that they recreate their surroundings. Not so much that you have to go, well, God, what kind of, what genre is this anymore? You know what I mean? Like it's, it's not like they're, <laughs> they're, they're, they're hopping to folk music or something, but they're, they're shaking up their own comfort level every so often. Right, and, right. And, and I, and I feel like that's important to longevity, not, and I don't mean that in the sense of longevity as a career artist or making money or whatever. But I mean, longevity as a person who is content making art still. Because a lot mm-hmm. of my friends that stopped, it wasn't because they weren't making money. I mean, a lot of them never made no money. Right. You know, <laughs> a, a lot of these, a lot of people did this without the money side of it. But right. I think that at a certain point, you find something else to do and you're like, oh, man, I'm, I'm really, I'm a fucking amazing arborist. Right. holy shit right. you know what i mean like yeah like yeah rapping was fun but man i'm fucking saving trees out here you know what i'm yeah, saying it's yeah, like yeah. I, I i do feel like that you run the risk of that if you don't if you don't switch it up in fact i would i would say people who who do make money on this and pay their bills on this are actually the ones that don't switch it up because they're mm-hmm. scared to because they're scared right. to lose that money mm-hmm. you know what i mean yes. mm-hmm. but if you're if, if you're gonna unsuccessfully if you're gonna be an unsuccessful artist you have to challenge yourself regularly otherwise well what's the point Why you're unsuccessful it? and right. you're and you're right. bored you know what I mean? like, <laughs> dope dope um slug you mentioned uh guru and uh you know some of your rap idols and um one one of my favorite tracks um, from you guys is your cover of uh, G-Rap's Road to the Riches. And I wanted to, um, it's also my partner, Nate's favorite rapper. Um, can you touch on a little bit about how G-Rap sort of influenced you as a listener slash eventual rapper? Oh, man. You know, when I was young, I didn't see, the, the, I didn't see just beyond the, the rhymes. Mm-hmm. Like his influence on me, I thought, was literally just the rhymes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it was like, you know, he wrapped his ass off. Him and Kane were always in competition to me. 
as like who was who was really killing it rhyming wise who was yeah. coming up with like who was saying shit nobody else had said yet or you know who was you know like rock him to me i didn't put him in that category because he had a different thing the thing that rock him taught me was that you could you could you, you your your songs are actually full paragraphs they're not just a yeah. hundred thoughts that right, rhyme right it's <laughs> it's one continuous thought that just you know what i mean and so to mm-hmm. me that was what rakim gave me what Karis gave me was it was the, the the concept of speaking directly to the listener not mm-hmm. rapping not rapping at a group of listeners but literally speaking to that one kid with headphones you know yeah. uh but kane Aside from him being a ladies' man, which I also kind of wanted to be, <laughs> he, him, and, and G Rap were neck and neck always. Like as far as who is rhyming their ass off, you know. Later on, you got like Pun, and you got other yeah. cats mm-hmm. who came and, and added to the game. But 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 to me, Melly Mel first, and then Kane, and then G Rap were the ones that mm. that really did it. But the thing about G Rap was that his shit resonated with me longer because it just kept unfolding. Man, there was right. just more layers. More and more layers to his shit. You know what I'm saying? When it took me forever to realize how much even his sense of humor affected me. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it was the perfect type of like, 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 it, you know, that dude that that'll that'll make fun of himself, but also let you nobody else is allowed to make fun of me. But, <laughs> right, but right. I'm allowed to make fun of myself, kind of like soprano character. You know what I'm right, saying? Right. Like, like. To me, to me, G-Rap had these elements of like he'll laugh with you and fuck with you, but he might shoot you. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, he, he had a sense of humor and he was cool as fuck and he could wrap his ass off, but also, yeah, he might stab you. You know, like there, there like it was, it was like there was layers to G-Rap that 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 you know, for for a long time, like I was I was I was under his influence for a lot longer than I had expected to be. It wasn't until I was older that I was like, man, I am still, I'm still writing these these these. What's the word that they used to pin to me? Self deprecating, ah, you know, <laughs> all that shit came from G Rap. Like interesting. If if you really cut down to it, I, him Biz Markey, you could say was a huge part of the self deprecation too. But you didn't take it the same way from Biz because right. you actually you actually felt like Biz. You know, like, like he actually believed it. Whereas yeah. G Rap, you could tell he was doing that thing where it was like, I'm allowed to clown myself, but nobody else is. You know, almost to the point where I do it so that you can't. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like, yeah. I believe that Eminem said some shit like that once too. I can't remember, but I feel like I heard him say some shit about clowning himself so that other people, other people couldn't. And I was like, yeah, that's that's what G Rap did you know what i'm saying like that was the whole that was the g-rap thing to me absolutely um the way you framed that in the middle uh, reminded me of one of my favorite lines of yours which is uh as a child hip-hop made me want to read books and hip-hop made me want to be a crook and i don't think anyone has ever really crystallized that um kind of um those two spheres and what the music means to us especially when we're young we don't really always know what we're hearing so i've always really appreciated the way you phrased that um and i that's not really a question. The question is, um, you seem to have like this kind of charisma about you, and I wonder if you've gotten better over your career at dealing with people's energy if they want to come and tell you how much something meant to you to them, or like what your music has meant to their life. Like, are you able to take that in and interface with their kind of neediness? 
I mean, well, I've learned to, um, I've learned a little bit of like a, I don't want to say a speech, but I have a prepared dialogue mm-hmm. for people mm-hmm. if it gets too heavy. Okay. You know, oftentimes people are, are, are pretty, they're sensitive. We're all kind of sensitive and, mm-hmm. and you can sense when something you're about to present might not be that welcome. You know, we, we can read each other. We read cues, you know? And mm-hmm. so I feel like a lot of people don't go too heavy with it. They just go, Hey, I just want to tell you this. And nowadays they say it via Instagram instead okay. of to your mm-hmm. face. You yeah. know what I mean? And so, so it's like, a, it's a little easier to, um, for me to not, you know, turn into a, a puddle of mess. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah. but, but once in a while, uh, somebody will, really pull it out on you and, and tell you uh, uh, about the help that you lent and, and, and also even start to tell you about what they were going through. And the thing that I try to, the thing that I've learned to say to them, because you want to make sure that you're still continuing that role of helping them build them. Cause ultimately that's what's going on. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? It's like, that's what, that's what we use music for. I I did it too. I I, I used other people's music and art to build myself. You know what I mean? Like, and, I, I just remind people, like, look, man, I didn't save your life. Uh, you did. Mm. You you saved it, and you just allowed me and maybe some of my friends to to write music or or, or make films or, or write books that you used as the backdrop as you were going through this. But like at the end of the day, we all know pain. We're all connected via yeah. pain. We're all yeah. that's the thing that, that that that's that's our common bond here. So with that said, like, thank you as much as, as you're thanking me because you helped me through mine. You know what I'm saying? Now, right. maybe it's, it's a different version. Maybe you helped me through mine because you enabled me to, to do this job or yeah. you helped me through mine because you literally paid my, my light bill. You know what I mean? Like, uh, <laughs> but, or, or you, you, you validated me or gave me what I needed at just the right time as well. You know what I'm saying? Because mm. like we're, we're all cogs in this shit, you know, yeah. it's interesting. It's interesting though, because of the dichotomy of the stage or, or, or stardom fandom or whatever you want to call it, you know, people want to put you on this pedestal without taking a moment to just kind of breathe and reflect on their role in it as well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It, it's, and so you just kind of flip it on them. Yeah. That's right. beautiful. Turn I'm going to remember that for when I get really famous. Uh, <laughs> Never. It, 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 well, be, but what it does, though, is it it, 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 it helps to – it continues to enable the building process, which, like I say, right. that's what we're both here for. I'm building. You're building. You guys are building. Like, we're, we're, that's, what we're all, that's what we're all doing, and, and, and we are stuck doing it together. So I just try to look for the bond or the commonality so that we can – so we can get through this moment because, like I say, sometimes that shit can be pretty awkward. Yeah. And, you know, you, you, you have a lot of men specifically who yeah. don't – but their whole life have never been on anybody's dick ever. Right. right. So when they fight, when they sit there and in that moment realize that they're dick riding <laughs> and, they, and they don't even know how to, they don't know how to deal with it, man. Yeah. And so they, they will overcompensate by being extra physical, like grabbing you and shit. And I'm like, look, fam, I'm six, three. I weigh two forty. If you grab me by my, I might grab you back, bro. You know what I mean? It's like, it, 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 you know, it doesn't wow. have to be like that. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, so it's no. like, it can it can get pretty weird, especially like I say in this in this world in this genre of music where a lot of these young men were never told that it's okay for them to just be sensitive and shit. Yeah. They they get they get really confused when they realize that they're dick riding and and <laughs> so you just you just try to make it as gentle for them fuckers as possible. You know what I'm saying? Like yes, because 
I'm not trying to fight you because <laughs> you, I like your music. Let's fight, bro. Like, <laughs> damn, like Doctor Phil in the backstage. Speaking of uh, of your of your interactions with fans, you've had with atmosphere. You've had this amazing. Um, or maybe it wasn't always amazing, but you've had this really long touring career. Like that's really a lot of the way that the the name Atmosphere got out there. Um, how have you been able to like keep doing it? I know that lifestyle kind of burns folks out. I know you're a family man as well. Like how do you how are you able to keep sustaining and getting back out there year after year? I mean, well, I'm fortunate in that I'm surrounded by a crew of people who all in one way or another, have a version of what I have, which is you go out there and do it until you can't. And you're like, I got to go home. I miss my kids. I got to go home. And then you go home and do that until you can't. And you're like, I got to get away from my kids. I got to get out of here. (laughs) That's a great, you know, that's the joke side of it. But the other side is that I just have had to learn to, um, and I would say that I could speak for almost everybody in the crew. We've all had to learn how to make this actually work for ourselves healthy. Yeah, you know, it's yeah. like if I was if I was touring and still partying, I, it would be over by now. I wouldn't yeah. be able to do it. You know, mm. if I was, uh, you know, it, so you go through your phases. And thankfully, I was a late bloomer to begin with, like uh, 2002 when God Loves Ugly came out, I turned 30 that year. That's kind of a late bloomer in in, in this world, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I was already too old to want to stay up all night and and do coke. Right. Right. I was all, you know, I already had a, I had a, I had a six-year-old already. You know what I mean? Like I already had responsibilities and goals that were beyond kicking it and partying. And, you know, I still, got it in as far as partying goes but it was a lighter version and even that i had to learn to kind of phase out you know the, the, the interesting thing is that i will still to this day I'm, I'm 47 right now i think yeah uh i'll show up to do a show and and have these random people be like yo we're gonna go kick it after the show and the thing is that somehow some way that is the vision of who they think i am like, right. yeah. do, you, do you have the music or the image or what have you? But the thing was, I was never that person. I never. <laughs> I, hey, listen, man, I might have went and kicked it with you solo if, like, you were, and, and if you and me were attracted to each other. But I was never like, yo, let me go to some house party after the show and watch people do drugs. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> like, what makes you think I want to watch you and your homie smoke weed ever? Even, like, in what reality was that ever a reality? You know what I mean? Like, and, and, but, you know, even now, I don't even really drink that often. It's pretty rare. And now it's like I, I tour in order to buy records like i'm out on yeah. the road so i can hit up the record stores you know what i'm saying or, or 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 what have you you know like it's like a whole different set of experiences that i'm chasing after now i'm still chasing something but mm-hmm. it's just it's just uh it's it's you know it, it evolves it, it turns into different shit you know I'm, I'm now i'm looking for like the best fried tofu you know what i mean like <laughs> dope dope um so like you mentioned um you mentioned your um, long history of touring and you know the first time i saw you you were with idea and um, I hope I'm not overstepping, but, um, you know, at first I thought he was your hype man. And then obviously he went on to be this great. Would, can you just tell people a little bit about your relationship with him and, you know, how you guys met, how you guys gelled and your chemistry? When I first met Idea, 
I mean, I'll probably will say Mikey because it's it's easier to say Mikey. Mm-hmm. Than when I first met him, he was he was a kid. He was probably fourteen or fifteen, and mm-hmm. he was part of a breakdancing crew called the Battle Cats, and they were out of St. Paul mostly, specifically. And uh, they were coming out to some of the events that we were throwing, and you know we would like we would build something into the set for them. So if atmosphere was having a show and the battle cats showed up and, and we noticed that a bunch of them were there, we'd be like, Hey, you want to break? And we would, you know, kind of like how the DJ would have a solo. Mm-hmm. Man, we would pull out a quick five minute break dancing solo. Mm-hmm. And he was one of them. In mm-hmm. fact, he was, he, his specialty was spinning on his head. And <laughs> later, later, for real though, straight, straight up. And later in life, when he emerged as this like amazing rapper, people would, would, would notice that in pictures of him rapping, he had these neck muscles and and, right. and these big veins would be popping out of his neck while he's rapping and it would make him look like whatever the fuck he's rapping about right now is the realest <laughs> shit has ever rapped about. Because they would forget that he had this because he used to spin on his fucking head. That's the real reason wow. he had these. We call them thick neck. Empty <laughs> thick neck. Uh, anyway, so it, right around the time that he was 16 or 17... He, it became obvious that he was one of the best rappers in the scene. Uh, not so much because he was actually better than the OGs or, or any of the older cats, but because he, he, he had a desire, a hunger, um, a drive that was, it couldn't be matched because we were all on his dick. He was so good that it, it, that all the OGs were like, holy shit, you're great. And that made him go, oh, shit, then I'm going to be even greater. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and, and, and we all had to recognize that. Like, he was easily, like, the most dynamic and, 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 and hungry is not even the right word. But it was just like, because every time he would accomplish something, it made him come up with five more goals. It was this, he had a drive that was unmatched. So I wanted to take him on the road because I was like, man, this dude freestyles and me and him can do this thing. Like I freestyled a lot back then. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was the only person I ever met that made me, that, that, that made me feel like my, the exercises were not a waste of time. Most mm-hmm. of my homies, they wanted to freestyle because they were smoking weed. This dude wanted to freestyle because he wanted to get better at freestyling, you know? Mm-hmm. And so we would have exercises, we would spar, uh, we would, you know, we'd battle the couch and battle the tree. We would do whatever because it was just, we both wanted to get really good at it. And so when I started touring, I was just like, hey, man, if you and abilities want to come, let's do this. You know, he was so young, he had to carry around a permission slip. Because <laughs> wow. in the 90s, wow. in the 90s, if you were between the age of 16 and 18, I think <clears throat> you had to have parental consent. So she basically had to give this consent that I was his guardian as wow. we went state wow. uh, state to state. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. Thank you for sharing that, man. And as far as the hype man shit goes, you know, it's interesting because because of his age, he was 10 years younger than me, nine, something like that. And because it was but it was it was it was enough that it was obvious on stage. And so people seen him as a hype man but people that knew us knew we were we were you know what i'm saying we were peers right, like he yeah. could rap he he could he could rap 
as good, if not better than me. You know what I mean? And, 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 and we did not try to fucking hide that. You know what I'm saying? When we had shows and shit, there, there, it was like, hey, I'm doing his backups right now because this shit is... <laughs> You know, it, 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 you know, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know what else to say. No, that's great. Thank you. Thanks, Thank you. man. Um, uh, switching it up, uh, you guys surprise dropped your last album. And now that a little bit of time has passed, I'm wondering if uh, that was strategic or it was because you had a tour coming up or have you collected data on the label side to show that, you don't waste money on a rollout these days. You can just surprise drop it. Or like, I guess I'm wondering, like, how'd that go? And, um, like, now that you've had a little bit of time to take it all in, is that something you think you'll do again? Or has, did it work it's out hard. for you? It's hard to say. I was the one that wanted to do that. I was pu- mm-hmm. I've been pushing to do that for a few years. And what I did was I intentionally turned around another project on them that I knew it was too soon. Like I, I intentionally was like, boom, here's another one. Mm-hmm. And cause I, cause I was like, here's my chance at like trying to prove a point to the label. Right. Um, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to frame this a certain way on purpose because this is, I think kind of important for me right now to actually say out loud and for me to hear. Okay. So, um, I, I was the one that was like, look, man, all this shit that we waste our time and money on, it's not important. I'm going to show you. I'm going to prove it to you. Huh. I want to do a, I want to do a surprise drop. Uh, I want to have a couple of videos ready to go. I was, I was hedging my bets that, you know, videos are more important than doing press. Mm. Um, and not to, I wasn't on some, like, I don't want to do press shit. I just didn't want to pander to get it. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, I just, I, I didn't, I didn't want to feel like, you know, it, in this climate, I, it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to battle these younger people who are out here who should have those, those spots. Like I've mm. been in that, I've been in that spot for 20 years. Like who the fuck mm. am I to still be taking up that space? You know what I mean? So I was like, Hey, I'm going to go direct to fans. I'm going to make some videos. I'm going to do a surprise drop. I'm going to, you know, the tour was actually built around the record, but nobody knew because we announced the tour first and they didn't know that the record, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. all that was intentional because that was me trying to prove a point and I was wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. The the label was right. And it's not not to say, and I can say that because the label is my family. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, it's not like me saying cold chilling was right. You know, fuck cold chilling. (laughs) Love it. Nice. But, 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 but they were right. You know what I'm saying? Like if there is no, and, and, and what they were right in is that, look, there's no perfect storm anymore. Mm. Like you, 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 you want to put all your feelers out there. And then if somebody starts tugging on one of them, then you tug back on that one. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like, and so to just be like, Oh, I'm not going to do this or this, or I, I, I think this is this, this, this. It's like, who the fuck am I to say that, man? This shit changes every 12 months. It always has. The one thing that I will always be good at is rolling with the punches. So with that said, if that's one of my strengths, then I need to be flexing that strength and I need to roll with the punches. And I need to be prepared. It's just like a fight. If I'm going to step into this situation with you, I can't just come in being like, oh, this is a leg guy. I just got to keep him from wrapping up my legs. You know what I'm saying? Because if you know, I know that you might come, you might come at me a different way. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah. uh, 
I, I, I need to be just ready to roll with the punches. That's always kind of been my strength. And, and with that said, you know, I, I probably would be a little bit more open to, um, tying all the pieces together. The surprise drop I think is dope because the main takeaway I have from that is that, you know, people will listen to it without any preconceived notions yeah. of what the fuck it is. Yeah, right. You know, the problem with atmosphere albums is that you already have a couple of preconceived notions about what it's going to be. You already know that, that I'm going to take, what i'm saying more serious than i probably need to that's kind of how atmosphere <laughs> albums go you know it, it's there's going to be some over dramatizing there's going to be you know it's like and and that and i thoroughly blame my forefathers for that shit because <laughs> that's that's what krs1 taught me you yeah, know what i'm saying right. like uh, these that's what, that's what these people fucking taught me they taught me that you 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 come at it fucking as woke as possible and you come at it with you want to save the children all that shit right, you know right. so what i was able to do here was make an album that that was about as woke as normal for me and it, it tries to save the children as much as i normally do but when people heard it they didn't they didn't hear it that way mm-hmm. interesting they actually they actually heard the humor they heard the corny little dad jokes mm-hmm. they heard all the parts that they were supposed to hear and they heard it the way that they should hear it. So now I got to just figure out, well, how do I hmm. continue to, how do I continue to do that? Right. Because hmm. to me, that's, that's my, that was my favorite part of this drop. So how do I continue to do that without having to do the surprise drop? Word. Interesting. Awesome. Interesting. And I, I have no idea. How, <laughs> um, as, as you said, like the, the industry is so weird right now, but can you talk a little bit about, why you atmosphere never went the major label route because you guys were getting offers back when labels really mattered mattered and you kind of stuck to your guns and obviously that's paid off in a bunch of ways but what what went into that decision of not of not going that route when you know eight out of ten rappers or eight out of you know nine out of ten would have done that sheer paranoia Uh, not trusting them. You know, <laughs> lack, lack of foresight. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, Jimmy Iovine, we'll call you back. We'll get back with you. you know, the main thing that I always re- remembered and kept in mind was that, you know, I, I if, if I was gonna, if I was gonna make a, a, a big, a big take of this, if I was gonna quit my job, because I could have kept my job. And had like sustainability and 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 like you know a uh, just some a, a safety net what yeah. have you, yeah. um, and just made records for fun. You know what I mean. But if I was gonna quit my job and and give and, and, and risk it and give it a shot, then I don't want to have the same feeling that I have at this job where I'm working for this older white dude. Mm. Right. Mm. And yeah. so yeah. that was a, that was the main <laughs> thing for me was like how do I do this without ever feeling like I work for somebody else? Yeah. Um and and that's kind of one of the main things that you know kept me away from most of the industry. Now, with that said, I made friends with a few people and so yeah. when I would go to LA, I there's a couple of ANRs or even a couple of label executives that I would go eat dinner with and kick it with, but we wouldn't talk 
shop unless it was like them asking mm. me my opinion on a, another artist. You know, there's a hell of, there were hella artists that I was watching get signed that I had to be like, man, I wonder if I just got that kid signed. Really? Because because wow. because people would be like, hey, what do you think of such and such? And I'd be like, well, here's this, that, and this, and here's this, that, and that. So. I guess I was still an enemy of the people. I just yeah. didn't have, you know, I just, I wasn't getting the He's a and over all. sushi? Yeah, man. Wow. But that was just because I was like, you know, hey, I, I'm this way because I'm this way. I was like, like, yeah. like, like I had touched off on before. I was older. I didn't, I didn't want to owe anybody no money. I, I you yeah. know, I didn't want to yeah. have to deal with that. You know, the one, there was one dude who we had to take it a little extra serious. Because when he approached us, he just was like, you know, here's the deal. You're going to sign it. I'll see you later. And he walked <laughs> wow. out. And it was scary. Like, that one was mm. the one. That was the only time where I was actually, I felt intimidated. Like, I was wow. like, man, how? And, and, and so then I knew, uh-uh, I'm not going to fuck. Hell no. I'm not going to sign with somebody that intimidates me like that. Right. right. That's, but that that's dude didn't. That dude intimidated me. Like, I literally felt kind of unsafe about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. not because I felt like I was threatened, but because, like, he was so he, he was so confident about all of it that it made me be like, look, man, this this is, for you, this is a game. This is my life. Right. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, I'm, not putting, I'm not putting that in this motherfucker's hands because he, he is, you know. And, you know, I later on went and found out that that dude fucking went and signed up all the white rappers. <laughs> <laughs> Just to hide them. Wow. Wow. And that's how you stayed off death row. <laughs> well played. Well played. Wow. <laughs> Man. Um, so you're, obviously you've touched on it a couple times, being a dad, a family man. How, how do your kids perceive your music? Like, how do you, as a rapper with kids, I often feel like my kids think my shit is the most archaic shit ever. Um, <laughs> but but with some measure of success, obviously, you're like, these albums put this food on your table. Uh, how, how do they feel about your music? I mean, you know, I have one kid who's older. Uh, he's, he's, in his, he's in his mid to late 20s now. Mm. And so his experience with it is definitely different than what the youngers ones are. And also the younger ones, you know, the, the other ages are two, six and 10. Oh. And so their relationship to it is still pretty fairy tale. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, Oh, dad's on tour. Oh, dad's on YouTube. Oh, yeah. you know, uh, dad, you know, they, they would come to sound set. They'd come to the festival every year, et cetera, et cetera. Um, now, for the older one, I mean, I, he's old enough now where it wouldn't even be fair for me to try to speak on his behalf. Uh, but I can imagine that at this stage, you know, maybe rap was the thing that was that, that kept us from having the type of relationship that maybe a kid wanted mm-hmm. wants to have with their okay. father. You know what I'm saying? It's yeah. like. I, you know, like I, say, I don't want to speak on his behalf. I don't want to overstep my boundaries here. But like, I, I can imagine that it's not all fucking good. Yeah. Mm. You know, even mm. though with me and him, it is all good. But I can imagine there's something there. You know what I mean? There's something. I mean, even for me, there's something there. So maybe really what I'm doing is I'm projecting my own insecurities here. And that is, I know that while daddy was running around trying to build a career, there was a guy at home wishing his dad was there with him. You mm. know what I'm saying? Right. Mm. Now with these younger ones, 
it's the same thing. I'm still running around trying to build a career. And, <laughs> and, and man, that's what it feels like. It, yeah. it, 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 I don't think it'll ever stop feeling that way. You that's know what interesting. I mean? Yeah. But, but uh, with that said, though, they're still young enough that it's in the fairy tale side of it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like I'm still a superhero to those guys. That's dope. dope. And so this rapping is my superpower you know what i mean like Indeed. and from what they see you know they see me get on stage and and and, and rap in front of ten thousand people and to them i mean what's bigger than that yeah like right. i could i could look i could try to explain to them that little wayne gets twice that many <laughs> right. <laughs> right. you know what i'm saying like i could right. try to explain to them that tyler gets three times that many you know what i mean right. like but to them What's the difference between, you know, 5,000 people and 30,000 people? You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's like, to them, it's just like, holy shit, that's what my dad is doing? Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, Spent what is your dad school. doing? Yeah, your, your exactly. Dad, Coming dad, through the school. Your dad ain't got no bars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, your dad sells insurance, B. <laughs> ultimate, ultimate playground, playground flex. So uh, I don't want to spoil any other surprise drops you have coming up or not drops. Uh, what, what's what's next? What's what's the next thing that that people should be on the lookout for? Well, me and Anthony are working on a project right now that uh, I don't know how to describe it. You know, it's it's definitely a, it's it's definitely different from the last one. Okay. Um, at least I think it is. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And and I'm not I'm not really sure even what what the vehicle is going to be that delivers this one. Like I have a feeling it's, it's, it's going to see um, prior announcement and there'll be a setup for it, you know, just because I'm kind of hoping we can create a visual aesthetic that goes along with the whole project, you know? So with that, with that said, I I probably got to make sure that like, you know, all, all the ducks are lined up. Okay. But, but that's what I'm hoping for. But you know, you, you, you just, the thing I've learned is you never know what's going to happen. Like no. you just gotta, you gotta roll with the punches. And so I'm, I'm hoping for, um, I'm hoping, I'm hoping to create a project that will see the light of day within the next 18 months, you know, okay. but in the mean, in the meantime, in between time, I'm going to keep writing songs. We still have plenty of shows to do. Yeah. Uh, I've only done one tour for this project so people can anticipate that i'm gonna hit the road again yeah um um uh and you know i've been trying to make music with my friends um just because i went and had all these kids and i feel like i got kind of disconnected from a lot of my friends Happens. you know what i mean yeah. like because i've be, I've either been on the road or i've been at, at a soccer game you know yeah. and so I'm, I'm i'm i've been slowly trying to get back into making music with people in person mm-hmm. when possible, mm-hmm. you know, and it's been a lot of fun. I don't know what will come of it, but it's been a fun. That's dope. That's, that's great to hear, man. We, we really appreciate you uh, coming on the program and rapping with us about a variety of subjects. And yeah, we're just really appreciative, man. Thank you. Man, I appreciate it. Thank you for taking the time to take the time and, uh, <laughs> Thanks again, Dave, for reaching out originally. Yeah. That was very validating, and I, <laughs> I, I live off that shit. Hey, I appreciate it, man. I appreciate it. It's great to see your success, and, you know, we're longtime fans, man. Thank you. Thank you back. All right. Peace, Slug. Have a good one. Peace. You guys have a good one. Peace.
Dad bod, rap pod. Um, wow. Goosebumps uh, sometimes throughout that interview, man. Very good interview. Yeah. If I don't, you know, if I can say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> but w- our questions are normal. His answers are obscenely great. I'm like, exactly. I'm exactly. like, who's cutting onions in here? <laughs> 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 I got mad at my dad. He wasn't even, wasn't even a rapper. <laughs> but so insightful, so yeah. funny, so yeah. natural. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. great. And, and to, to Nate's point earlier, I mean, it's, it's the same voice, the same sort of cadence. Yeah. It's just. It, I'll uh, probably have edited this part out, so I'll give you guys a peek behind the scenes. He forgot we were doing this, but <laughs> got the text. What he said was put the kids all in a room, ran out to the car so he could yeah. have a quiet space to talk to us. Like that's so dead. That is very cool yeah. to do that. Very dead. For a person of his level to yeah. do this for us and like with us was that's really, yeah. really cool. For sure. Him. I mean, dude, we've been watching. I remember um, when Slug and Idea came to San Jose and performed at the Cactus Club. Wow. Uh, 1999. I was that's 19. Early, man. And uh, wow. Idea stood like on a on a table and just started. um doing spoken word and usually i'm start i'm rolling my eyes when that happens totally. but he murdered it that's awesome. so you know i mean tw- these 20 years have like gone by in a blink and so uh you know thank you slug thank you yeah. yeah yeah we really appreciate slug coming on um and this is what you can come to expect i mean dad bod rap pod i mean not to flex but i'm going to <laughs> uh we've t- we've talked to some real um heavy hitters as well as like upcoming cats so definitely stay tuned for everything we got coming up uh, we want to make a quick. Uh, I'd love it to get to the point where it's weirder if you haven't been on. Okay, you right. know what to I mean. That's like a podcast right. goal for us. Totally. Well, like, we got to check in with us. We only take twenty-five minutes, thirty minutes. Like, right. Yeah. Well, you could just check in with us. Totally. Totally. Hopefully, we'll have Slug back. Yeah. Yeah. You absolutely. Know, totally. Rappers, if you're listening, we're easy to reach. Right. Like, yeah. If you're of a certain level and you know your place in the game, we'll we'll talk totally. to you. Yeah. <laughs> but there's some we don't want back to. And uh, so, <laughs> but that, that's off the record. Um, no, no, it's, it's, uh, it's been interesting to see, um, we're starting, I mean, I think it's tiered, right? We're starting to get some, Hey, can I come on the show? And then sometimes we're like, yeah, maybe. Um, (laughs) but, uh, we are very fortunate that some of the, you know, really voices in this genre that we admire have been gracious enough to come on the program. Um, and this is what you can come to expect from the dad bod rap pod. We want to make sure that you connect with us on all of the proper platforms and channels on browsers you can find us now <laughs> coming soon my wife's gonna be mad i got that joke <laughs> <laughs> we're in construction on that uh but you can connect with us on all the major streaming platforms that spotify itunes iHeartRadio, google play soundcloud stitcher um kiki.co.uk our, our uk syndication partner uh, also, we are on all of the social media platforms that we as old people can manage. That is Instagram at DadBodRapPod, Twitter, which is uh, a really cool and robust conversation, mm-hmm. uh, at DadBodRapPod. And lightweight Facebook, we're, st- we're still, Oof. if we make it through this election cycle, Oof. maybe. Uh, I'm already off, so that's yeah. up to you guys. Yeah, see? Uh, I canceled it about six eight months ago and i have not missed it for a second not, not for a millisecond i missed my mom's birthday oh. and i blame it on that yeah bum <laughs> <laughs> what Sorry, a bum <laughs> when we depend on zuckerberg to tell us our mother's i know birthday. i did that's the I'm, i've never been good with birthdays you guys know what my stance is on that generally but uh 
it, yeah, when it didn't prompt me, I missed the text. Wow. Wow. Not great. Wow. So Nate's been written out of the will, so you really need to <laughs> you really need to connect with the Dad Bod Rap Pod. If you are on um Apple Music or I what do they call it? Apple, Apple Pods. Podcasts. Uh, if you're on the Apple Pod, after you listen to Nicki Minaj's show, um, <laughs> rate our program. Nate says rate five stars. I'm like, just be honest, between four and five. No, anywhere. no, 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 no. This is like corporate America where four stars is zero and five stars is, is yeah. it's either A plus I, or F. I right. don't want to be Bieber and be out there just pining, <laughs> pining for stars. But yeah, seriously, four to five. Um, and... Grab your friends' phones, you know? Just learn yeah. their password. Put yeah. it in front of their face. Open their eyes up. Click yeah. over to Apple Podcasts. Rate five stars. Is it too much to ask? Maybe leave a review. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's totally sensible. Yeah. yeah. Sensible maneuver. Normal we, stuff. We've given you 100 plus episodes and like wow. 60 plus have been pretty dope. So, <laughs> so please. That's Speaking generous. Yeah. That's very generous. So please uh, definitely connect with us. Like, rate, subscribe. Uh, tell a friend. We are the Dad Bod Rap Pod, and we ain't going nowhere. Yo. Yo, what's up, Slug? It's Dave. Hey, I think you're about to transfer to my car. One second here. <laughs> okay. Um, come on. Go away, Chris Cuomo. <laughs> there we go. Cool. Okay, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yep. All right, listen, man. I fucking suck. Holy shit. Like, I knew this was supposed to go down. And then I got so wrapped up in dad world and then i just saw the text i was like holy shit so i just fucking i locked all the kids into one room went got the car and i'm gonna leave them there at the house and we're good yo well thank you so much man <laughs> Let's see. all right um so there's three of us here there's damone yo. i'm nate and you you know dave a little bit so um yeah thanks again for doing this uh, damone's gonna do a quick little intro and then we're just gonna jump into the questions Okay, I forgot what we're talking about. That's the that's good. That's yeah, good. Right. About you. Yeah, you, your career. Uh, we just, yeah, we just, uh, it's a weekly show. We like try to interview people from all around what we consider to be the underground, though that's not really so much of a term anymore, hip hop world. And uh, you've been near the top of our list of people we'd like to talk to. I'm sorry. All good. <laughs> <laughs> Dope. 